Hello and welcome to the Summerbrook Takeaway. I am Tanner Treff and I'm here with Pastor Joey Rumble. Pastor Joey, I loved your message on Simplify this week on emotional health. And so, are you emotionally healthy this day? Uh, today, I, I'm feeling pretty good today. Now, if you asked me yesterday, after church on Sunday, I'm just spent. So I'd say I'm battling emotionally every Sunday. Uh, Sunday afternoon, like the preaching hangover. Well, it was Monday, doing preaching hangover. So are you... Are you finding those places of restoration, uh, pursuing those God moments, a godly purpose and relational building? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, the, the, I do some better than others, but uh, that first one of finding restoration, um, I, I think the, the piece that we landed on um, finding priorities in your life and writing those down, I do that regularly. I, I look at uh, the priorities God's called me to, whether it's my family, my personal time with the Lord, uh, commitments I've made, and to uh, strive to never hit it perfect, but I strive to uh, find that restoration by making priorities. Yeah, I love the point you made on Sunday about um, as Christians, we need to return to those Salem moments of, of meditation, focusing on God, getting into prayer time instead of just running to medication uh, first, um, and how we need to pursue wisdom. And if we don't, we're like shooting self in the foot because uh, if you find wisdom, you find a life. But if you don't, if you don't make time to hear from God and pursue wisdom, you love death. And I don't think anybody wants to love death, so it's speaking to me. Yeah, yeah. I think on that, we we really struggle sometimes to make wise decisions. And, and so it's difficult enough uh, of the battles we face to to uh, that we face outwards that we have no control of. So those areas where we can make wise decisions uh, that lead to life is huge. Mm. Um, the, ne- the next point you made was about finding restoration. Um, and you talked about priority man- management there. Mm-hmm. One, one quote you said was, priority management, if I don't prioritize my life, someone else will. And, and that is so true in our fast-paced culture. Everyone's mm-hmm. pulling for your time, pulling for your attention. Um, and so how do, we, how do we make time? How do we prioritize to find those restoration moments? Yeah. Um, I, first of all, a huge book that I I recommended in my message is Margin by Dr. Richard Swenson. He has a whole chapter on time reserves and making that time so that you have margin in your schedule. So I read this 20 years ago, and it was a game changer for me. So highly recommend uh, that book, as well as Out of the Cave, I'm speaking on books, by Chris Hodges. Uh, I definitely have received a lot as he's talking about depression in this book and a lot of great insights that both of these have helped shape this message as well as others on emotional health. So that, but what I've learned from that is that uh, finding that prioritized time with rest is a Sabbath. Learning, I I, I strive to fight for a Sabbath uh, where I can unplug and, and, and not work, but rest in the Lord. Hmm. Break, Don't do it perfect, but I strive to. Break that down for some of us, because Sabbath, what, what does that word, what does that even mean? Like, what are you, what are you talking about? Isn't that just the Old Testament thing? Like, no, I'm convinced that uh, it's really, it, it was built for us to live a, a place one day a week that you come away. Instead of producing, you come away to restore. And for different people, it's different things. Uh, for me, it, I restore by going out on a jog and uh, cutting my phone off. And those are a couple of the big pieces. Or Jenny and I will go to a park or somewhere and walk together or eat. We rotate between the week. We'll either eat breakfast or we eat lunch together that day out. 
Mm. Man, cutting your phone off. Yeah. That is a challenge. The Takeaway Podcast challenge to cut your phone off. Uh, I'm sure if you got a f- some family, they'll appreciate more of your attention. And hey, uh, I think that's a, a place of trust of saying God's going to take care of the work. Uh, you know, the, all the other busyness and the people that need you, they don't need you that much. God will take right. care of them. Um, so unplug for a little bit. Turn your phone off. That's a big one. And I cut mine off, but Jenny doesn't. So that's how we do it is that she'll, she'll have it for in case those emergencies or whatever. But I, I unplug mine because I've learned when I don't have my phone with me, my anxiety level goes down. Yeah, that's good. Um, next point you made was pursue God moments. Um, and that uh, you even talked about how Elijah he has this moment when he's on Mount Carmel and he, and God came down with fire and he beat the other uh, prophets and stuff like that. It was this huge moment where God was exalted and he looked great to everyone. But then later he has a moment on Mount Horeb where, where God was made special to Elijah. And I think that really speaks to us uh, all as leaders um, that that you can have these great moments where you're trying to uh, show people Jesus and c- do ministry and things like that. But if you're not having those Mount Horeb moments where God's speaking specifically to you, your quiet time with him, um, you're going to be discouraged just like El- Elijah was. So how, how do we have those God, God moments or, or how do you recognize when you've had one or could you help us out there a little bit? Yeah. Um, uh, and I, and I've reflected on this and it kind of, not that I learned this, I learned this from someone about 20 years ago uh, that to, to write those down, those moments you have with God. So I've, I created a little notebook and I attached the word of God to these moments and statements the Lord has spoken into my life. And some of those are 20 years ago. And I was like, wow, because I wrote them down, uh, I'm able to carry those forward. But some of those happened in, uh, years ago, like when I was a teenager, when I was 17, 18. Uh, but then I, I, so I re- reflected on that moment where I really sensed God's presence. And then I wrote down the scripture later on because I didn't record it at the time of what I really felt like the Lord was leading there. So what I'd recommend to people, I, I would think about those times like for teenagers, a youth retreat you went on when you got alone and you you, you were praying and seeking the Lord um, sometimes it happens when you get saved or you ha- experience a, a, a fresh moment. It might have been one message somewhere where when the message was being preached that you knew that it was. It's one thing when you read God's word and it, it comes, it, you're reading it, man, this is good. It's another when it just jumps off the page at you. Those times where it jumps off the page at you or uh, I, I think that's kind of where you start. You don't have to force it. I just think you got to reflect on those moments. Reflect, yeah, and I and I would counsel a young person who maybe hasn't had a God moment, um, as well, or can't really think about it when they're reflecting. Is uh, Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen says, "Seek me uh, with all your heart, uh, and you'll find me." And so, like, really, like. Take some time, go on a retreat, go on a mission trip, spend extra time in the word and ask God, Lord, I want to encounter you. Like speak to me. Uh, and, and I think God will answer those when you, when you seek him with all your heart. Yeah, for like sure. Y'all are planning that apologetics conference for the youth. It'd be a great time to, to go on that growing in the Lord, but experiencing a deeper walk with the Lord from that. Yeah. Uh, one thing I thought was really cool that stood out to me in scripture right there actually is God says to Elijah, what are you doing here, Elijah? 
Um, and I think God asked questions like in the garden where he asked Adam and Eve, like, where, where are you? Says God's like seeking for them. Right. It's not that God doesn't know where Elijah is or doesn't know where Adam and Eve is, but he asked those questions to kind of draw out in us the lie we're believing. And yeah. you, you told, um, you showed how Elijah thought he was the only one. Um, that was serving God, but then God showed him, no, there's 7,000 who yeah. haven't bowed the knee. And so I think questions can be such a powerful thing God uses for us, but also we can use with each other. Like, hey, what, what are you going through? What, what are you doing here? And as you allow that person to share what's on their heart, you can kind of help them see where they might be missing yeah. and what, what lie uh, Satan's helping them believe. And, and, and that's another cool part you just mentioned, that these God moments, the truth of God's word, experience with God, connected with God's word and statements that God's made about you and that he reveals his character to you. But also you're able to use that to replace the lies with truth. Here's another one I didn't mention as well. Praise and worship. When the worship team and uh, Dakota and the entire team is leading us in worship, that's a great time to really be listening. God, what are you saying in this moment? As a matter of fact, it was great to have Austin Pewitt back, uh, who yeah, served for a few years with us, awesome. helping with worship this Sunday. Uh, give Austin a shout out. Thanks for coming down to be with us uh, this past Sunday. Cool. The next point you made was uh, pursue, uh, I mean, sorry, a godly purpose. A godly purpose can really, uh, is the key to having emotional health. Um, and so uh, I, I see that in you. You drip purpose so much so that in the past uh, couple weeks, um, you were preaching on yak yards, yards after contact. And man, I've seen you get hit hard with some things in life um, and, and, and work and, and things like that. But you keep on mission mindset. Hey, let's go make disciples. Let, let's let's make a difference. We're not going to sit here on the yeah. sideline. And so that, that how does that godly purpose that you have burn in you to help you to keep, keep going in the midst of hardship? You know, I've come to a place where I realize I don't have to trust my emotions if I feel like it or not. Uh, Craig Rochelle said recently, keep showing up. Mm. Yak yards is what we talked about in the message. Uh, just, you don't have to all, be ready in season and out of season. And pr there again, let me come back to praise and worship for a second. Uh, those encounters with God, of, of God speaking his purpose into you, sometimes uh, they come from the word, they come from worship. Uh, like we got this great uh, Easter set that they're planning for Easter Sunday. We got eight, nine, thirty, eleven. It's going to be an amazing day. But even like on those special Easter moments where we're celebrating the resurrection of uh, what God's done for us, looking for those opportunities to meet with God and say, God, what are you saying to me? Because oftentimes God puts a call, calls you to some something big or something really small. And God's purpose is in all of that. And the cool thing is, and I was telling Church Sunday, that um, all of us have a divine purpose, uniquely by God. Mm. And I, you were telling us at Men's Breakfast, actually, that a man without a purpose, that's like a dangerous thing. Um, and I see that in my life as, as a young teenager. I really struggled uh, with depression um, and anxiety and uh, just feeling really down and like uh, that God didn't love me or, or I wasn't good enough. But when, man, when, when God pulled me into ministry and I had such a purpose of pouring into all these teenagers who are hurting and broken too, uh, there was just started to be such breakthrough in my life that like my life's not meaningless. It's not purposeless, but God has chosen me. He's called me and he's given me such a purpose. And there was such a a joy in that, even in the midst of all the hardships of learning all that, that I felt like I was valued. And, and that's a word to all of you that 
you don't have to be a youth pastor to have a godly purpose, that God has uh, made each of you uniquely, given you gifts, given you talents, that you have a godly purpose, and God wants to use you mightily uh, today, right now. Yeah, and I've mentioned uh, in the past, about 04, 05, 2004, 2005, I had a place of burnout where I, I, I was struggling just to pick up a pencil and do those menial tasks, that just the basic functions that you got to do because I was just so spent. I was so burned out and I went and got some help and, and, uh, really worked on, uh, some key areas when I was, I was working with a counselor on, uh, recalibrating, reprioritizing, finding health. Uh, so I know that place of burnout. I, I, man, it is not a fun place, uh, to be. Uh, and, and a lot of it had to do with not living wisely. You know, Galatians five twenty five. Uh, keep in step with the Spirit of God, that God calls us to make wise decisions. And uh, that Proverbs 8, 32 through 36, right there at the end, that when we don't listen to wisdom, we harm ourselves. Mm. Unwise decisions uh, create self-inflicted harm that, that I'm all after, you know, correcting some of that and helping others do the same. Yeah, you talked about how... Um a godly purpose helps you is that sometimes you just need to pick yourself up. And one verse that really stood out to me that I was thinking uh, that you shared before was First Samuel chapter 30, verse 6, where, where David um, and his whole group, their whole family, their wives, their kids get kidnapped away. Um, and they're so mad at David, it says this, And David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, stoning the leader because they were upset, because of all the people were bitter in soul, each for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. And so when you're hitting those places of rock bottom where you're really hurting, putting your eyes back on Jesus and remembering him, he can give you that, that supernatural strength to pick you up and to keep pursuing that purpose even amidst the suffering. Yeah, you have purpose. You do. And, and that's really that fourth point I made about relational building. Another way you strengthen yourself in the Lord to uh, pursue that godly purpose and to remember it is by people that love God and love you that will pour into you. When you can build those relationships, that's why we really challenge people to jump into groups and uh, men's breakfast Saturday. We made sure before we, we finished that we were around the table talking one to another and discussing how to apply it into each other's lives and, and making a difference there. I think also in that with the uh, the praise and worship and, and godly purpose and relational building, like April 2nd when we have the outdoor Easter egg hunt, outdoor service, and just have a blast together. It's tremendous time to meet people, relational building, and it's just a lot of fun. It, man, ministry and, and ministering one to another, living with a godly purpose, uh, is so fun uh, when you can do it together uh, with the body of Christ. Yeah, I agree. I'm looking forward to those events. It's going to be fun, and I, I think I challenged you in front of the church for a service. I was going to beat you in that Easter egg hunt. We'll see. We <laughs> shall see. We'll see. The, the match is set, so it comes to you wins, but um, uh, I was also loving how you're sharing with relational building, that the church needs each other, that, that we're a body, and you know, um, that the church won't work uh, to its full capacity unless you know your gifts and you're not sitting on the sidelines anymore, but you're jumping in and joining a serve teams. And, and every member matters, the, the preacher on the stage to the, to the greeter at the door, to the one in the parking lot, to the Dave Coleman's and the Adam Legere out there and, and the Bethany and the Welcome Center, like everyone doing their part matters for the kingdom of God. Yeah, and, and even when, like when we come together to pray at 850, 
And this, this Sunday, Brian Hampton, right at the end of the one, two, three, go God. It just fired everyone up as we worship together, as we pray together. And hey, we're going to go, let's go do this. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. So any final thoughts for them, Pastor Joey? Yeah, um, final thoughts is uh, take it daily, one step at a time. It's not just one breakthrough moment. It, I think it's in the, uh, I love that statement, the daily grind. Uh, or you may want a, a stronger statement. But for me, sometimes it's a grind to really continue to uh, strengthen yourself in the Lord. But in a way that God does it through you as His Holy Spirit works in and through you. That's good. So it's Takeaway Podcast. If you want to make headway, you, you need, need a, a takeaway. Take so what was your takeaway, Pastor Joey? My biggest one is to continue to record what God is doing in my life so I can uh, continue to reflect on it. And also keep understanding that it is so crucial to live by priorities. And don't don't get slack on living on what God's called you to do. Mm. What's Amen. your takeaway? Amen. Mine was um, that I know God has given me these moments where he's spoken to me in my life, but I haven't took the time to really intentionally write those all down and have a, a place where I regularly look at it. So that's my, that's my takeaway for this week, to do that. And so, Summerbrook, what is your takeaway? Uh, let's make headway together. God bless you.